0: Welcome to The Good Reason, and in this podcast series I want to explore different questions like why do people believe the things they do, their reasoning behind accepting certain claims, looking into topics such as religion, science, rational processes and more. My name is Ben McLeod, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Objective Truth. I get into this week's episode I wanted to explain something first. I talk a lot about certain religious claims and assertions being undemonstrated, unfounded, subjective and so on. But I'm not just simply going to gloss over an explanation for this. What I want to do next month is go into depth and take a close look at the evidence for why I am confident in the rejection of the Abrahamic religions and present evidence to you and have a conversation about what should and should not constitute good evidence or reliable evidence. We'll even take a close look at historical evidence. But for this month, what I really want to do is help you gain an understanding of the importance of objective truth and the processes for finding it within positions or arguments. In last week's episode, A Clear Head, I briefly touched on the need and importance of being objective in the pursuit for truth. Now if you haven't heard the first episode yet, I recommend you go back and listen to it as it will help to build context for this episode when faced with any perceived problems whether it be large-scale issues like climate change religion or political agendas or smaller scale problems localized to yourself to put it simply we should strive to make informed decisions as much as we're able over uninformed decisions on a daily basis to become educated on a subject will help you to uncover the individual components and variables that make up the problem as a whole. This way, when asked why we made that decision or arrived at a certain conclusion, we can answer the question as confidently as possible by being able to point to where, why and how we arrived at that conclusion. The where, why and the how would be to point to what evidence we have used to support the conclusion. Now this in no way means that if you're objective all the time, that you'll be guaranteed to be correct all the time. But if you can be shown that you were wrong, then you should celebrate. Because if you can be shown as to where in the process you have made a mistake, then you can fix it. And by fixing it, you will have helped further solidify and strengthen your position. Gathering an understanding and gaining stronger positions is an ongoing process that will not end until you do. The day you say, I know everything, is the day you have just become an idiot. An objective approach is defined as being void of personal feelings, opinions, and emotional standpoints. Now, there is nothing wrong with personal feelings, opinions, or even being emotional, as we are not cold, calculated computers. We are human beings. We are people. But the issue is that these things are very unreliable as methods for determining truth. My personal feelings will always start with me and what I want at any given time. Reality will more often than not be largely ignored. My opinions will in no way actually sway the truth. I may, if loud enough, get what I want, but it may not be what I need. Emotional positions such as faith are notoriously bad at getting us anywhere near actual truth. Scientific method, logical reasoning, mathematics, critical thinking skills, These are tools, among others, that we use to understand the reality we live in. They are the best and most consistently reliable tools of investigation. In all areas of our lives, we use these tools to get as close to certainty as is possible, based on the evidence we have available. Now, if I presented you with two transparent cups, and put a small ball into one of them, and then I asked you, which of the cups has the ball in it? Well, I would hope you would be able to answer correctly and you could do this based on evidence presented to you. The cups are transparent so you can see which one has the ball. You can touch the cups and you can touch the ball. You can get a friend to confirm. Now you have external confirmation. There is demonstrable evidence that you can draw on to come as close to certainty as the evidence will allow. The decisions we make on a day-to-day basis are based on evidence and past expectations. We draw from a mass of information, consciously and subconsciously. We can then assess the information with these skills. Everything we have accomplished as a people has been made possible in one way or another through these means. They are the most consistent in our lives and we use these processes even when we are unaware we are doing so. Even walking towards the edge of a road with intent to cross that road, Our brains are doing hundreds of calculations and performing measurements like depth perception, taking in information from our surroundings and the velocity of approaching vehicles, and evidence drawn from past experience. Every time we cross a road and don't die, we get a little better at it. Investigation into and understanding these processes is the driving force behind the forward momentum of knowledge and the progression of the human race. Even those who deny it, benefit from its achievement. Faulty premise. If I presented you again with two transparent cups, but this time in one of them, we place the claim of religion being a supernatural God, and I then asked you which of the two cups holds that God? Well, what could you say that has any solid foundation at all? What demonstrable evidence could you draw from that could even be called evidence or reliable evidence? And what is to be done with evidence to the contrary as any evidence brought forward from any field requires answer and cannot and should not be overlooked simply because it may be inconvenient to the positions one is trying to maintain. The problem that faces the question is that the two cups are evidently indistinguishable from each other. When trying to determine if the claim has truth, nothing is more devastating than evidence to the contrary. In the case of the two cups, empty is empty and any attempts to explain beyond will always be subjective in fact you would need to ask me what cup holds the god prior to the cups being mixed around in an effort to confuse to begin with because any evidence or information for either would exist outside the laws that govern reality and if it operates outside of reality any evidence or explanation of it would be manufactured and undemonstrated The God, the claims about the God, and fiction, are objectively the same. Belief in a God is not a default position, it's an addition. We're not born with belief in God, we are taught it. If by some chance I was born into a Hindu family, my parents would have taught me about Brahma. If Muslim, then it would be Muhammad. If into a Buddhist family, then I would be following the path of Buddha. And when you start with undemonstrated foundations like poly or monotheism pair that with an ever-growing understanding of our planet evolution cosmology and more what we get is an ever-expanding knowledge base that is consistent with an ever-growing ability to share what we have learnt to test and confirm this is hugely incompatible with religious understandings teachings and word and the ground that religion has stood on since medieval times is shrinking under its feet this is reflected in what we see in a decline in the rate of growth within religion and what we are hearing are the religious dependent in a state of cognitive dissonance after hearing this you probably think I hate the Abrahamic God but that's like asking me if I hate Captain Hook from the story Peter Pan you can't hate something that is not real I can hate the idea of God But if I'm going to make that statement then I'd better have good reason and I do. So next you may assume that I hate religion, but that's not true. I don't hate religion. I see religion as a large scale problem facing our world, delaying our progress and made up of many different positives and negatives, each connected into different parts of our world and each requiring a different approach. I want to help educate and raise a level of consciousness towards an understanding of religion and its stranglehold on our world. There are many people in this world who rely heavily on religion as some kind of a comforting safety blanket. Tearing this blanket away in an instant and not replacing it with something that would be either an equivalent or better will do more harm than good if not done gradually, step by step. We can begin to pry each finger away one at a time until the grip religion has on our governments our leaders our education systems and our minds has been all but removed you don't solve a problem like religion by disbanding it overnight join me next week as i talk about one of the most pressing issues facing us today and we talk about deconstructing arguments and positions as a means to identify what is fact and what is fiction in the third week of this month We'll take a look at logical fallacies, and in the fourth, a closer look at why people maintain disproven positions. We'll also have a conversational-style interview looking into behavioral science. Thank you.